We've got a great episode for you today. We are bringing on Ray Dawson, and she is what I would consider an expert in CCRCs, Continuous Care Retirement Communities. She actually knows so much about these that she teaches uh, through Ollie at Duke, uh, which is really a continuing education type of program that Duke puts on, as well as other schools. And so she teaches a class specifically on CCRCs, which is called Stay Put or Move On. So we had the opportunity to bring her on today to help us learn about CCRCs and what we're calling uh, the basics of CCRCs. So you're going to want to listen all the way through, and there's a lot of good information. Yeah, and just so you know, this uh, uh, there's so much that Ray has to share on this topic that we ask her to do two different uh, parts. So this today is part one, and then uh, there'll be part two that'll be coming out a week or so later. So uh, this... Um, is just, I mean, we get questions on it, but it is just a ton of different things that you need to know on this. And she walks you through it systematically. Uh, just remember a couple things. By the way, we do have a blog written on this. So you can just go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page, and you can see this exact topic. And we it gives you all the things that she talked through, all the different bullet points. Uh, but it, it is just super, super informational. By the way, if you have any questions and you want to chat about it, you can always go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on the schedule call, and we would be glad to hop on a uh, conversation with you there on the phone. But before we get into this episode, we have a very quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement Podcast. We are excited about today. Uh, and when we can ever talk about a topic that is uh, top of mind for many of our clients that we work with or individuals that we have conversations with, we know it's going to be a good episode. And today we are talking about CCRCs. And if you don't know what a CCRC is, hold on, because we're going to answer that for you. But we have a special guest who teaches a class on this, who uh, helps individuals navigate this world. And her name is Ray Dawson right here in Durham, North Carolina. So first of all, let me just say this, uh, Ray, thank you so much for coming on and having a conversation with us and sharing some of the things you know about this topic. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. It's an important yeah. topic for people our age. Yeah, I had the the pleasure of speaking with, with, with Ray over the phone and I was like, we got to get you on our podcast. We got to get you on our podcast. I um, was talking to a client and they they gave me your name and I reached out to you and I said, hey, would you mind hopping on? So we've got you today. And uh, before we go into what what we've, what we've prepared to discuss around the uh, CCRC basics, and we'll, at, we'll ask you the question of, well, what is a CCRC? Before we do any of that, can you just give us a little bit of your your background and how you got to where you are today in a, in a quick snapshot? Yes, um, I spent. I'm I'm currently retired, 
uh, from my, my my original job. I spent my career in high tech, primarily managing people and projects. Uh, I, I lived and worked in Silicon Valley for many years, and I actually moved here in 2005 from Silicon Valley. Um, when I retired in 2017, a friend was who I met through her teaching me how to play bridge uh, actually taught the stay put or move on class at Ollie at Duke. And I might mention the stay put or move on class is the most popular class at Ollie at Duke. And they, they teach, we, we teach hundreds of classes, um, but it's such an important topic. So she was teaching the class. I took the class from her and um, a semester later, when her co-instructor decided to step down, she asked if I would join her and, and be her, her co-instructor. So I worked with her until 2021 when she retired and moved herself into a CCRC. And since 2021, I've been teaching the class myself on my own. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. So let's just um, kind of talk about this. And just so everybody's clear, we're, we're, we, um, we have so much to talk about on this. We asked Ray, could we split this into a couple of episodes because we couldn't cover everything here. So we're really kind of calling this the basics around a CCRC. So let's just start with the basics, uh, Ray. Could you tell us first and foremost, what is a CCRC? When I use that acronym, what does it really stand for? Right, um, and, and there's a lot of confusion around exactly what it is. To, to be a CCRC, you have to offer uh, multiple levels of care. Uh, so you have to offer independent living, a, a community has to offer independent living, assisted living, skilled nursing, and they typically will also offer memory care, sometimes as a separate offering, sometimes in, in conjunction with assisted living. Um, there are a lot of communities or, or facilities, shall we say, that are assisted living facilities stand alone, but they're not CCRCs because they don't offer the continuum of care. So when you move to a CCRC, you will live there for the rest of your life with some exceptions. Um, and as you need higher levels of care, you will automatically staying within the same community, move through those higher levels of care until you leave the community, either through death or for some reason you might want to move away. So, and for everyone listening, I don't want to assume that you know what the acronym CCRC stands for. So I'm going to say it is a, it stands for a continuous care retirement community. Uh, the, I think uh, uh, with an emphasis being on uh, care and community. So, you know, we've helped several, several clients over the past few years, help, help them understand the financial aspect of you know, I've made the decision. I want to go into one of these. Can I actually afford it? That's one conversation. But I think where Ray, where you come in is you help people kind of think through, well, which one should I be looking at? What are all the nuances of each different one and everything like that? But before we even get into that, at what point from the people that you educate with or you 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 teach on, on the on this topic, what what's going through that person's mind? Why are they taking that class that you 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 teach? What what are they are they saying that? I need to understand this better because I think this is in my future or I, or I don't know anything about this, but people are talking about CCRCs. All of the above. Yeah. And, and often, um, statistically, most people say they want to age in place, that they want to live in their current family home. Uh, but they also recognize that at some point in their life, if it, it, it's most likely that they will need a higher level of care. And so people... Um, 
start who who are really our planners and people who take the class uh, what we're what I'm encouraging them to do is to make a plan to decide do I want if I want to age in place how am I going to do that because it's a lot of work and if I'm not going to age in place and I want to move to a CCRC at what point will I move what CCRC might I want to move to and what what are the decision criteria around how do I decide great so I, I know uh, Mercer and I, he said we've we've helped with people around this and there are a variety of different things that we have to think about. Um, you know, the, the different types of CCRCs, uh, how I enter into that and um, the financials behind it. So there's a lot of different uh, elements and we've got we've got a good amount of questions. I know that in our conversation with you, Ray, you kind of had said, okay, in this basics, what we, we've got, a, got three things that we want to cover, which were uh, regulation, the rating agencies, and then the contract types, which I think are just so important. So I just want to tell everybody who's listening, we're going to talk today for both two things. One, for people that are listening to us on the podcast, So, uh, but as well, we do have some visuals if you are observing or looking at this on YouTube, because we put it in both places. So if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see something else, you can go look at, at, at it on YouTube. Uh, but we are going to share the screen. Uh, Ray has got some slides that she's going to share as we walk through these three different main topics. So let's just go to the very first one, if you don't mind, Ray, and and talk a little bit about the regulation around these uh different uh, facilities. And I think it's so important to understand because there's a lot of money that a person has to, to, to put into these as an investment uh, in a variety of different ways. So what, how is it regulated? That's right. So, um, oh, I need to share my screen before I put it into presentation mode. So let me do that. All right. Um, so this, in the state of North Carolina, CCRCs are regulated, they're considered an insurance product. So they're regulated by the Department of Insurance. And um, their assisted living and skilled nursing facilities are also regulated by the Department of Health and Human, Source, Human Resources. Um, so there's sort of two aspects of, of regulators that apply. But if you're looking for the stability of a CCRC and from a, from a financial health perspective, the Department of Insurance is your best resource for understanding the, the financial stability of a particular CCRC in North Carolina. Um, as, it, as it turns out in the state of North Carolina, no CCRC has ever gone bankrupt. And there, 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 to my understanding, there's one that almost went under, but the Department of Insurance steps in if, that's, if they get close and they put a plan of action in place of how to get them back to financial stability so the residents who live in that community are not affected and you don't lose your investment. Because when you move to a CCRC, in most cases, you're making a very significant financial investment through a buy-in um, into that community. So one of the things that, and I, I don't think I'm in slide, there we go. So um, I always recommend to my students and to anyone that I talk to that you become familiar with the Department of Insurance website. It's, um, it's a very easy to use website and you can search on the term CCRC and it will then bring up these search results. 
So um, uh, for those of you who can't see, the um, it's, there's a there's a, a very good definition of contract types, and I'm going to give you a brief de description at the end. But they go into great detail about the contract definitions. Each community files a disclosure document with the Department of Insurance, and those are posted on the website. And so you can you can look at the financials for a community and see what they're doing, where they're spending their money on, how many employees do they have, et cetera. Um, there is a definition of what are the licensing requirements to be a CCRC in the state of North Carolina. And then I think the most important thing for people who are trying to make a decision as to whether they want to go forward moving to a CCRC is the community search tools. And those um, there's two ways you can search for information about communities in using those search tools. One is you can download a PDF that contains information for all CCRCs in North Carolina. And the Department of Insurance just this year modified their website and um, they've, they've kept the PDF, but they used to have this really hokey map of the state of North Carolina with a number for each CCRC and their uh, approximate location within the state. And I'm telling you, it was really hokey, but I loved it because it gave me in one place a visual of where each CCRC is. For some reason, they've taken that hokey map away. Mm -hmm. And now instead, they've replaced it with an interactive search engine, which allows you to explore by county or even by single CCRC by name. You can go and find this um, information at a, a summary sheet for each CCRC. One thing I tell my students is if if you cannot find a facility or a community on the Department of Insurance website, it is not a CCRC. So there are lots of senior living communities in the triangle. There are lots of assisted living, skilled nursing, but it, it won't be a CCRC unless you can find it on the Department of Insurance website. So this is an example of what the PDF looks like if you were to download that PDF. And I've simply selected the forest at Duke at random here to, to give you a screenshot of what that looks like. But you can see that, that the PDF and the summary information that you're gonna get from the Department of Insurance is a description of the community. It's going to give you an idea of how much they're going to charge per month from low end to high end. It's going to talk about what contract type this particular community offers. And it's going to talk if, the, if there are any refund options for your buy-in, should you choose to leave the community early. It'll tell you how what their occupancy rates are. And then it gives you other information, such as does this community provide meals? meals? Does it provide housekeeping? What kind of utilities do they pay, et cetera? Another, um, and then here is on this slide, is a picture of the new portal that the Department of Insurance just introduced this summer. And I've, I'm simply showing all in alphabetical order CCRCs. So if you wanted, but you can see there's a drop down with a uh, search button. And if you wanted to look at a particular CCRC, you would select it there. And it's also from the screen that you would download that PDF. So Ray, on the on the PDF, uh, does it tell you whether or not that particular CCRC has a waitlist associated with it? Because I know 
we have clients that have been on a wait list for six months. We have clients that have been on a wait list for a couple of years and they're just getting called up to finalize their details. So does it tell you that? It does. Just, and you probably can't see it because it's too small here, but it shows whether they have a waiting list. And it also uh, tells you if they're experiencing an expansion. And, and if you have a client that is able to get into a CCRC in two years, they're probably not living in the triangle because wait lists, depending and, and it's there's a lot of factors. It's this is actually a pretty complex topic, believe it or not. Um, there are a lot of things that go into how long might it take me to get into a CCRC. But if you want exactly what you want um, and you're and you're not willing to settle for anything else, some communities have up to 12 years of a wait list. So I tell people in their 50s, it's not too soon for you to be thinking about whether or not you want to go onto a wait list for a CCRC. And I have people who, who take my class who are in their 50s who are preparing. Sometimes they're coming for their to learn so they can assist their parents, but oftentimes they're coming for themselves. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. So let's quickly just talk. Uh, I want to just briefly talk, talk talk about some of the rating agencies that exist for CCRCs. And there are three primary ones in addition to the Department of Insurance. So remember that the Department of Insurance is regulating. They're, they provide oversight onto the community. These organizations are simply assessing the financial um, ability, um, sustainability for the organization in some cases. So Fitch is a rating organization that is primarily uh, providing financial viability and especially around debt service. And so one of the things you might find is as a community is going through an expansion, because they have to pay for the expansion before they can sell and move people in um, to, to new residents, they take on a fair amount of debt. And so a CCRC that has, let's say, a triple B rating in Fitch, that might be still a very financially sound organization if they're going through um, a, an expansion at the time. And what will often happen is after the expansion is complete and they've now uh, been able to sell the expanded units to residents, their, their Fitch rating will go back up. Um, another organization that provides accreditation uh, or uh, assessments of CCRCs is CARF and CCAC. And they're primarily looking at services and quality evaluations, much less, much less so than financial. And um, what actually happens is communities decide that they would like to apply for a CARF rating. And so they raise their hand and say, I'd like to be rated by you. And they have to pay for the assessment that's done. And um, one very important um, aspect is the CMS and the C CMS is the Medicare um, organization. Medicare will provide quality of care and staffing services ratings for skilled nursing facilities. So they're not going to provide any kind of rating on independent living or assisted living because their focus is on skilled nursing. That's what um, in some cases Medicare pays for. 
You should be aware though, that not all CCRCs, even though they will offer skilled nursing, they are not all Medicare certified. And that is an important consideration, might be an important consideration for you as you make a selection for um, a community. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Shall I go on to the- Yeah, no, that's you're doing great. This is great. Okay. And then uh, this, this is the part right here that I think is so important, which is the five different types of contracts, because this is where we have lots of conversations on the financial planning side. So I'm excited for you to share this. Okay, great. Um, so- there are, as you said, five different contract types. The first one that we typically talk about is called extensive. Um, and in some parts of the United States, and even here in North Carolina still, some people call this type A, a type A contract. And a type A or an extensive contract is um, you pay a flat fee for independent living and skilled nursing and assisted living. So no matter what level of care you're living in, your monthly fee does not increase. So essentially what you're doing when you move into these communities is that you are prepaying for a higher level of care so that you don't have to pay, you know, so it's not quite a, as big a shock to the pocketbook when you need to, those, to, need to move to those higher levels of care. So would you say in this one that it's a bigger upfront on these? Thank you. Absolutely. So the buy-in and the monthly fee for this particular contract type, it will be higher than the subsequent contract types that we're going to talk about. Um, the other thing that you often find in this, con this contract type community is that their standards, in, in most cases, to move into a CCRC, you have to be able to live independently for a certain amount of time. And in an extensive community, the length of time that they're going to ask your doctor to certify that you can live independently will be longer than it will be for some of the other contract types. Because remember that their financial model relies upon you prepaying for those higher levels of care because you're in, while you're living in independent living. So the next type of contract type is called modified. And in North Carolina and other parts of the country, this is often called a plan B. And in a modified community, you're, you are prepaying for a portion of your higher levels of care. And, and it varies by community as to whether you're, you're making, um, you're, how, how much and how many days of higher level of care you're prepaying. What I've seen is that's typical in the triangle is about 15 days over the course of your life. So their buy-in and monthly fees are less than an extensive community, but higher than the next contract type, which is fee for service. 
And a fee-for-service is exactly what it says. You're basically paying for what you, what you receive is what you're paying for. So when you live in independent living, you're only paying for independent living. And if you move to assisted living, your fees will go up to whatever the market is in your community for that level of care. And in fact, it's probably going to go, it's going to go up more than, you're, you're going to pay more than the average going rate for your community, because in most cases, this, the care that you're getting is going to be of higher quality than some of the other, maybe the average um, facility within the community. So the next type of contract type, oh, I'm sorry, fee for service is often called type C. Um, Rental communities have been around in North Carolina since about 2008 to 2010. And um, in most cases, new communities that are being built in the state of North Carolina right now are mostly rental communities. And there's there are reasons for that, that if we had a lot of time to talk about, I could tell you why, but it has to do with the regulations of the Department of Insurance. It's very expensive and difficult to build a CCRC in the state of North Carolina. So, but but the rules are slightly different if you're building a rental community. And so um, rental communities require no entrance fee, but they typically require a, a deposit of two months of rent. And they, because they are a CCRC, they do give you access to higher levels of care at the going rate in your community. Um, typically in North Carolina and certainly in the Triangle, rental CCRCs are owned by for-profit organizations, whereas the other, the extensive modified and fee-for-service are referred to as, the, as more traditional CCRCs. And traditional CCRCs have historically been owned and managed by nonprofits. And so about the traditional CCRC contract, CCRCs, is that they will often have a benevolence fund so that if they assess your financials and agree to allow you to move into your to their community, they will do everything they can to ensure that even if you run out of money, they will not kick you out of the community. They may make you move to a smaller, less ex expensive footprint, but they will not make you move. A rental community, on the other hand, has no such benevolent fund. And so they, they um, if you cannot pay, you will have to move out of that community. And the last contract type is an equity model. And in an equity CCRC, you're actually buying the residence that you're moving into. So there is a real estate transaction involved. And um, then you're, but you're buying this home or apartment in a community, and then you contract separately with that community for the higher levels of care and for the other services that you're provided while living in independent living. And so typically uh, the cost of that contract with the community is about 10% of the price you paid for your residence. And they typically follow, although they're not called this, their contract types are sort of follow the fee for service model so that as you move to higher levels of care, you're paying the going rate 
for those levels of care at the time you, you need them. So what would you say of the five here, extensive, modified, fee-for-service, rental, or equity, what would you say are the the more common ones that people are entering into, or is there not a common one? It's really personal preference on, do you want to give a lot of money up front, or how, do you, how does someone work through even deciding which of, which of these five do I evaluate first? Yeah, that's a really complicated. So, so um, some of it has to some of it has to do with do I have long term care insurance? N- none of these communities require that you have long term care insurance, but if you do, that helps you meet the financial requirements for gaining entrance to the community. Um, so sometimes people think, well, if I'm already prepaying for my higher levels of care, why would I want to move to an extensive community if I have long-term care insurance? What an extensive community will tell you, and they can, they'll do the financial assessment to show you, is when you move to a higher level of care, your monthly costs go down. Because now you're living in a high, you're still paying the flat fee that you paid when you, you lived in independent living, but now you can apply for your long-term care benefits and that lowers your monthly cost of living. Um, so so it, that that's a consideration. There's also a consideration of how old are you um, and, and how is your current health? What does the health of your, what's your family history look like? Do you think that you might need um, a higher level of care some someday for a long period of time? In which case it might make sense to prepay for it and move to an extensive community. Um, my, my former co-instructor chose a fee-for-service community because both of her parents, well, her, her mother died at the bridge table, believe it or not, at age 64. And her father lived into his 90s, but he lived in independent living for the for his entire life. So, so based upon her family history, she decided, I don't want to prepay for any services that I might not use. So it's a complicated decision, really. Um, one more question on this. Is there, when you talk about what we call quality of care, is there much of a difference between if you look at an extensive modified fee-for-service versus the rental version? No, no, there, there really would not be. Okay. People might want to buy and to, to go to a rental community. One of the best that I've heard of is um, maybe you have decided you're tired of taking care of your house. You really are would like to move into a CCRC, but you're not positive you're going to stay in the triangle for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have children that live in other parts of the United States, and you think that someday you might want to leave the triangle and go live closer to your to your family. Um, in, in that case, you're going to, the because you're not paying a buy-in fee for a rental, the monthly fees are much higher than a comparable fee-for-service community, um, but you don't have that buy-in that is, in most cases, going to amortize over a period of 50 months. So if, you, if your plans are not firm that you're going to be here for the rest of your life, they're a good choice for that. And I assume when you go the rental route, it, it would be similar to having a lease agreement for a period of time. So it couldn't, you couldn't just get in and then leave the next month. Correct. You typically have to stay 12 months and, and you you're paying typically two months deposit. And at the end of that 12 months, you either renew or you give two months notice that you want to leave. Gotcha. 
Great. Well, I tell you, I mean, I'm already, first of all, I did not realize that the Department of Insurance oversees uh, CCRC. So that that's a really good thing for me because it means it's being regulated and being looked at. So thank you for sharing that. Um, we we want to go into more detail, but we kind of have this little thing where we don't want to overwhelm. And so uh, this is, uh, as I said, this is kind of our basics to CCRCs. And then uh, from what Ray has told us, there's much more for us to kind of think through and, and talk about. So we're going to do uh, a part two to this very topic, and we're going to have Ray come back. She's been gracious enough to say that she would come back, and we're going to kind of take it to the next level as we think these things through. So for today, I'm going to say this, Ray, you you did a fantastic job of walking us through this. Thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting with us, as well as being able to share this wealth of information with all of our listeners. Thanks for having me. And also, Ray, if someone was uh, curious about, you know, learning more about this directly from you, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you or uh, just to start a conversation? Yeah, um, the easiest way to reach me is through my email address, and that's Ray, R-A-E, 01 Dawson at gmail.com. And we'll make sure that we include that in the show notes and have that there so people can just kind of click on your email and send you over an email. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.